welcome back to the Bug and Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And today is our one year anniversary. Happy birthday to the podcast. Happy birthday to the podcast. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Mr. President, the podcast. Just kidding, that's not what we're called. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you! Us. That went better than I thought. It was pretty good. We <laughs> harmonized real well. Now, for our one year anniversary, we have decided to go back in time. <gasps> so we don't have to be in 2020. <laughs> Just kidding. We're going to rewind uh, and take a look at all of the episodes that we have done up to this point. Yeah, and if you're a first-time listener, you know, this would be a good recap for you to be able to pick out the ones you find interesting. Which will be all of them, obviously. I mean, I was looking back through, and honestly, I've forgotten some of the things we've done. Um, also, thanks to the couple people who uh, reached out to us, um, or talked to Whitney, because I know she talked to a couple of you, mm-hmm. and gave us some of their favorite episodes. So as we get through, we can kind of highlight those even more. So, you know, we can really show you how much we appreciate you as an audience and how much fun we had making these things and how much that we forgot. Yeah, how much we forgot. And we're also going to take time to highlight, you know, the ones that made them lose a little bit of sleep Mm -hmm. at night because we're all about that. Yeah, a whole Um, year later we are hoping that you're still getting to sleep on time and getting good sleep. But if we're keeping you up at night, um, maybe this will be the episode you can listen to and then be able to sleep as snug as bug in a rug because I don't think it's going to be too spoopy. No, I didn't really plan any extra spoopy things because I feel like October's going to have enough of that. Yeah, and this true. needs to just be our chill. our chill anniversary episode. Absolutely. The one year anniversary is the chill anniversary, the chill. you know? <laughs> you get each other snow. <laughs> you, get, you, no, you get each other... Ice, ice, baby. Down, 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 down. All right, so should we get started? What do you want? How do you want to do this? Go back and forth, or just? Sure. Yeah. Let's just start with the beginning, our very first episode. How can I forget? I'm pretty sure episode one was the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. Now, if you guys don't know, this guy was amazing. He was thought to have basically like destroyed people's cars you remember Mm -hmm. that yeah um and the one lady that (laughs) walked out of church (laughs) the one time was like no i got a great picture of him and it's like clearly a man in a lizard costume (laughs) the one thing we do need to remember about the lizard man of scape or swamp was that he was ripped af yeah he was hot and he also had a twitter remember he does have a twitter he does have a twitter he does have a twitter I don't know. I always remember this one. I think because it was our first one, probably. It was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. The lizard that started it all. The lizard that started it all. Very good. Very good. (laughs) Now, you also researched and talked about our second episode, which was probably one of the ones that made my (laughs) skin Skin crawl. (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at that, too. I have the list pulled up. I did. I do Katarzynia Zawada. Um, She unfortunately was murdered and they had found her skin floating in um a a body of water Mm -hmm. in poland she was from poland Mm -hmm. that one was really sad because she was like a student and um was going through some things i think 
uh, her dad had recently died, and she was going to like a psychologist or something like that, and then she like disappeared. They um, accused her boy, her ex boyfriend at one point, or a guy who was like yeah. stalking her. Mm-hmm. They accused a couple different people, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that one hits closest to home. I, I feel like she was. I mean, we're a little older now, but I feel like she's kind of our age. I'm just kind of doing her own thing, trying to figure going to out school, life. trying to figure out life. Um, yeah, that one was a sad one. It was. So we're we hit the on. high of the lizard man, and then we went to the low of. <laughs> and we're gonna move back to the middle ground with uh, our third episode, which was the infield horror. That's right. That's right. I still think we should go to um, the city where the infield horror was said to have been seen. Yeah, um, because it was you know scary. He showed yeah. up and tried to break into people's houses while there were just little kids at home. Yeah, and people said they tried to shoot at it, and it just mm-hmm. ran off. But this one is one of the ones where like mobs of people came to the town, mm-hmm. right, and looked and searched them, <laughs> and like went into the woods, and everybody was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is just becoming a nuisance now because right. now there's a monster running around, and mm-hmm. there's seventy five people with guns in the woods right now. Right, which you know is a normal day during. <laughs> hunting season but for the police there <laughs> yeah it was probably a little bit different i guess <laughs> now where did that one take place i don't remember Field, illinois mm-hmm. good, good job and there they celebrate um home mule, of mule days. days that's right home of mule days yes in october the- oh we missed it we missed, we it, missed again. it two Son years in a, a row two years in a row gosh darn it well okay everybody mark your calendars for next year on the first wednesday through sunday of october we're going to infield we're going to mule days to look at quality mules (laughs) i'm so excited i'm so excited i could pee oop there we go (laughs) (laughs) it's warm (laughs) oh man now you did um you brought us the trump family not trump not Trump. The it was Trump, not Trump family. T R O M P. Yeah. And this was wild to me. This mm-hmm. one probably did keep me up. I know some just because I could not. I mean, no one ever figured it out, but we could not yeah. figure out why this family, what they left their homes. Yeah, they essentially got in a car together and left, and then they all split up going different directions and were found in various mm-hmm. places. I believe it was in Australia, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they sent, like, the police went and looked at their houses and they couldn't really find anything because they thought, oh, maybe, like, they're in debt, they're running away, maybe somebody's after them. But there really wasn't any evidence mm-hmm. of anything. And when they, uh, they collected the family and they asked everybody what happened, the family was kind of like, well, I don't know. I got in the car because he got in the car. Well, I got in the car because she got in the car. Like, yeah. they couldn't really explain why they basically mm-hmm. fleed their home and yeah. caused a ruckus through Australia. Not really, but a lot of people called it in because they were asking people for rides. People saw them doing weird things like splitting up at gas stations. One of them stole a car, I believe. Yeah, they did. So, yeah. One that ended one, up in the hospital. Yep, yep. I think two did. The mom and one of the daughters. I don't know. That one was just a crazy story to me, and I always find that one fascinating. And I think that's where, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but... um like mass hysteria mm-hmm. there's a certain word for it that is means specifically a family fully a do it's a rare psychological condition that can affect close families so it's it's basically like a mass hysteria but ju- for like really close right families or friends people mm-hmm. that hang out all the time and i think we got we got freaked out by this one because i was like yeah. i think i'd believe you like if you yeah, thought someone absolutely. was after you like 
I, I couldn't argue with you. Like, if I, if you looked at me and said, get in the car, we have to leave right now. I'd do it. I'd be like, can we at least grab the cat? But then <laughs> I would go. Yeah. I don't think I would think twice. If you mm-hmm. thought we needed to leave, I would leave. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That one was, that one was a pretty creepy. Number five was spiders. Oh, yeah. Okay. This one did Ooh. make my skin crawl. I hate bugs. It's called Bug in a Rug Podcast. My nickname growing up was Bug. I do not like bugs. I'm afraid of them. I, I can't. I work with them at the zoo, but that's it. Like, oh, other than the that, irony. Oh, the irony. And, and this is also the first episode where you told us a lovely poem. Oh, goodness. Oh, <laughs> oh, beans. I have found that looking up poems is a really good way to kick off episodes and also to, like, set the mood for how the episode's gonna go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, this one was a lot of, like, legends and folklore about spiders, which... <gasps> You know, if that doesn't make your skin crawl, I don't know why you're here. Do you know what the, do you remember what the poem was called? Is it Queen Arachnid? Uh, no, it's called Spider Nut. <laughs> <laughs> spider Nut. Crustaceous spider, squat in your web of longing spinning threads. Grain hair, thinning hair, fine, slick, aged. Lookerish legs and a walnut shell. You could be prehistoric, you could be a crab. Who has tired of the grainy shore, the glucose whirl of the gluey sea? That spat in your veins till it spread. You are a story, dried up spider. Hard as knuckles, true as oak. When you launch, your rope is an acrobat's bearing, pushing your weight down, your bodily bomb down. Nutty as a tree fall. Remember me, Queen Arachnid, descending, your fangs wet with thirst. I admire you, esteem you, your pineapple steel. When you fall, I will ruin. I will run for my life. I don't know. Hey. I like chaos more. <laughs> fair enough. I have no idea what you just said, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, listen nut. when I read that I was like this is gonna be like the poem that this podcast needs and I don't think it necessarily sparked uh, any type of weird offshoot fan base for us I think it you just... wanted a <laughs> fan base of people who loved spider nut <laughs> listen I don't get it I'm not smart I'm not great at English the only reason I truly passed was because uh, Dr. Phillips essentially spelled out the answers for us. <laughs> <laughs> I love reading, but I am not good at getting hidden messages. I'm not going to lie. Well, uh, how are you at looking in the mirror? I do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> good, then you'd be pretty good at uh, participating in the topic of our next episode, which was number six, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. This, you know, ties into some of our later episodes. Bloody Mary, there's a lot of people she could have been based on. This childhood sleepover game. One of the people she's thought to be based on is Elizabeth Bathory, who we talk about in a later episode. Sure. Um, But there was a tradition where a woman, a single woman, would light a candle, walk up the stairs backwards at sunset, and then she'd have to look into it, turn and look into a mirror, and she would supposedly see the face of her future husband. Right. Or, you know, die. Like, I don't know. Or just die, or trip and die. I I would trip. I'm not walking up the stairs backwards in the dark. Absolutely not. But this was a fun game. We actually played this game and took a video of it and posted it onto Facebook. Yeah. We tried different variations because some of the stories that came along with this Bloody Mary was that you had to have one light or two lights. You had to flush the toilet. You had to spin around three times. It was 
You had to spray water on the mirror. You had to spray water on the mirror. That's right. That's right. Very fascinating. It gets me every... I think of Bloody Mary and I think how creepy it is. And then I think that the one story was like, as she flushed the toilet, Bloody Mary appeared. And I was like, what? (laughs) It's like... Why now? I was like, why? Well, she's courteous enough to wait until you were done. I, that's I mean, true. You're absolutely right. So I've never done this to where it was quote unquote successful. I do have this issue where if I go to the bathroom in the dark, like if I go into the bathroom in the dark, I, I will not look in the mirror. I will not. I refuse. No, if I look not. in the mirror, I I know. <laughs> I know <laughs> that something's going to be staring back at me that I don't want to see. No, absolutely. So I don't well, this it. also came the thing where you you talked about a little bit the medical part of it, where if you stare in the mirror too mm-hmm. long, you essentially your face distorts and you see something creepy. So right. Like, I've tried to do that. And I've started a little bit, and then I'm like, no, I've decided not to. Yeah, the human brain. You know, we've evolved to recognize faces. That's one of the things that makes us um, more. Uh, uh, meh. Uh, superior. This no, is- no, 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 no. More not adapted evolved evolved more evolved (laughs) than other creatures is that we recognize faces so if our brain doesn't know what's going on it defaults to oh i'll look for a face i'll look for a face and if it can't find one it tries to find faces and other things Mm -hmm. so like if you stare at the clouds too long or if you stare at the moon or a popcorn ceiling sometimes you'll find faces and things and that's the same as if you're in the dark looking into a mirror yeah and you can't quite see your own face you Mm -hmm. might start to Pick it up, but in a different fashion. It's very creepy. That does right. creep me out. I'm not going to lie. Uh, episode number seven, Sawin. Isn't mm-hmm. it Sawin? Yes. So we did an episode on the origins of Halloween or where we, or, or where most people think it gets most of the traditions from. Um, so the ancient Celts, Celts, I don't know. Jack's going to be mad at me either way. <laughs> Uh, they uh, celebrated certain festivals, and the biggest one being Sawin, and this was close to where Halloween would land on, and then they did different things like dress up in costumes Mm and uh, eat feasts and things like that, which is where we think that we get the traditions of, like, getting candy and dressing up. Obviously, this isn't going to be the exact origins of Halloween. It's just part of it, and I found it very interesting. It was. It was a good Halloween episode. We did it on the 31st of October, so we just, that's, I mean, that's Halloween. Yeah. Is Halloween on the 30th or the 31st? The 31st. Oh, it was on Halloween. Yeah, yes. Ma- yeah. Woo. This is also the one that we uploaded from the Perkins parking lot because we didn't have power. Oh, my gosh. It was extra spooky. It was extra spooky for you guys. Our eighth episode was uh, about Zona, the Greenbrier ghost. I used to live in Lewisburg, West Virginia, where the Greenbrier Resort is. Yes. And that area is said to be home of a entity named Zona who died quote-unquote, um, of under mysterious circumstances and then came back as a ghost to tell her mother she uh, was murdered. that she was murdered, murdered. by her husband. Yeah. And it is the only uh, document, well, the first and only documented case uh, where a ghost's testimony was used oh, in, in court, court yeah. to convict a murderer. Yeah, and this story was wild because... She, they essentially said she died of everlasting faint, which mm-hmm. is like they she just died, and that was that. Yeah, could have been her heart. And then, she fell like her husband acted really suspicious, mm-hmm. and then the ghost came back and told the mom to like 
dig up her body, right? And mm-hmm. look at her neck again. And so they did. And then they're like, oh, this has to be murder. And her mom it's basically wild. annoyed people in the town yeah. until they're like, okay, fine, we'll dig up the body. Right, right. So mom, our lovely listener, Sue Mom, that we have on here sometimes, said that this episode was the one that made her go, like, you go, girl, like, the most. <laughs> like, the most, like, yes, like, she did it. <laughs> I thought that one, I thought that was funny. Yeah, because, I mean, she was determined to be like, he's not getting away with this. Yeah. And her mom was like, and you don't do that to my little girl. Absolutely. That's cute that it's our mom's favorite episode. One of her favorites. Next episode. Episode nine is the Falk Monster. The Falk Monster. <laughs> the Falk Monster slash the Boggy Creek Monster slash the Southern Sasquatch slash the Jonesville Monster. <laughs> a lot of names. It is a lot of names because... I, there are stories from different areas that were close to each other that they start becoming another, another person. person. Start <laughs> becoming another person. <laughs> Very I'm going funny. To be the master of disguise. Very funny. Um, I know I am, but what are you? <laughs> oh my gosh! Just get kidding. out of here. This was another um, cryptid. Cryptid. Yeah, we did another cryptid. Um, I think our our cup of tea that we do best. We love cryptids. We love cryptids. Heck yes. Uh, this was a seven foot tall black figure with red eyes. With eyes as red as hot coal lurking near people's homes in Falk, Arkansas in the 1970s. So the creature supposedly attacked a couple people and um, sent them to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but they never really figured out what it was. Um, once again, a ton of people started coming Mm-hmm. And trying to find this monster, people put up uh, like bounties on the creature, but all attempts failed. Um, there is a famous movie about this monster that really brought it into the light, and this is why people know about it. I think it's called uh, The Legend of the Boggy Creek. There you go. There you go. Uh, and this movie was like pretty famous. So, but yeah, that's that's the Falk monster. A man of many names. A, a thing of many names. <laughs> A thing of many names. A thing of many names. Our 10th episode was that of Richard Jewell, and I rushed. Oh, yeah. I rushed to get this episode done because I wanted so badly to tell you guys about this man, Richard yeah. Jewell, prior to the movie coming yes. out. Very good movie, by the way. It we was did a go and great see it. I don't know if we movie. Ever talked about it. it was good. It was good. It was very well done. His mom was Kathy Bates. Amazing. And she killed it yeah, in the she movie. Did. She, she killed did. it. So, Richard Jewell was a real person who was a security guard at the Olympics that were held in Georgia, mm-hmm. in the United States. Um, and he was there and helped clear the area out after discovering a pipe bomb in a backpack. Uh, however, because he was a person of interest at first, the media then blamed him yeah. and basically scapegoated him and badgered him to yeah. try and make his life miserable because they're like, they dug what up must stuff be about him? his past that yeah. they they flipped it and turned it into uh, a reason to why he could. They basically said he had hero complex, right? And that he didn't save everybody. He actually planted the bomb and then basically pretended to save everybody because he had hero complex to get an adrenaline rush out of it and right. be the hero of the situation. And it wasn't true. Right. They later found the the man who was responsible did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because they were able to. Pipe bombs are fascinating, and that's probably not a great thing to say out loud. But each person who makes bombs, they have a signature way of yeah. doing it. And so... We don't make bombs. We learned that from Criminal Minds. Yes. 
Every time there's a bomb on a crime show, they're like, and the signature was yeah. two wires in the shape of a heart. I've not seen that one. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> mine. That'll be your signature. That'd be mine. But Richard Jewell was a real American hero, and he saved a lot of people. He is now deceased. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. you you brave soul. But, you know, it's just a, it was a cruel reminder of what the media could do to a person because of the power they hold over the influence of us. Yeah. It's a good movie. Fascinating story. 10 out of 10 would recommend. So the next episode was about the clutter family which i think was a suggestion from Kristen, and i was like looking at it and i don't remember doing this one i don't know um they were murdered they were murdered it was a family that was murdered and it was essentially like two people were in jail together right and somebody mm-hmm. told the other one that they had a bunch of money even though they didn't and so mm-hmm. he went out and like Things got bad. He killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were told that the house had a lot of valuables. Yeah, and right. that they'd be a perfect target to rob. And when they got there, they couldn't find Anything. any valuables. Right, so there really the wasn't. Family. There was no safe. They were looking for some safe. Mm-hmm. And so they killed the whole family. Right. And then they got caught and they still had, like, the same boots. They were had the murder mm-hmm. weapon. Like, they drove from what kansas city to nevada to florida and they didn't like drop any of it along their way um so yeah that one maybe i blocked that one out of my mind because it was so sad yeah because there's a memorial we talked about the memorial in the park Mm -hmm. which talks about the family's lives they were a sweet family yeah it was nice i completely forgot i'm getting this one and a different one mixed up i think is my problem um but yeah, I should get back and listen to that one. I did that one. I don't remember it. <laughs> a lot of times Oops. we edit and then we don't go back and listen again yeah. because... We like, listened to it for four hours trying right. to edit it. Right, plus recording. So yeah. um, eventually maybe we'll go back and listen to them all. Uh, maybe we'll, I'll do it together. Yes. So episode 12 was Dyatlov Pass, which yes. I still don't know if I'm saying it right. Dyatlov. But this was a suggestion from our friend David. Thank you, David, so much um, for suggesting this. I think I had, like, vaguely heard of this before. Yeah, I knew about this story. This one's a fairly, well, I mean, we we talk about it all the time. I listen to creepy stuff Mm -hmm. all the time. So when you, if you're, like, actively searching out creepy things or mysteries or conspiracy theories, this is one of the top ones that will pop up for you, probably. Right. It's a pretty famous case. Basically what happened was a group of hikers... Mm -hmm. They yep. climbed up into the mountains in the Soviet Union in 1959. They were experienced hikers. Yep. They were trying to get, like, the highest level certification that you could have gotten at the time. Yep. Uh, and they were pretty sure they were prepared to do that. Some of them were yeah. on the There was the verge one person that turned around, but it was because he was sick. It wasn't because he, like, was inexperienced. Correct. Think. Correct. He, he had to turn back because he wasn't feeling well mm-hmm. or he hurt his ankle or something. Right. Something, something weird. Like, uh, it was a total coincidence. Yeah. And then the rest of them, you know, they didn't come back. And it took months before the weather was good enough for them to go looking. Yeah. And they were all found outside of the tent. Some without clothes. Some with each other's clothes on. Yeah. You know, way away from the campsite. Three were like, it looked like they had left and started to walk back to the campsite. And then Mm -hmm. other of them like fell down a ravine essentially. Yeah. And they had like internal injuries Mm -hmm. that were massive. Mm -hmm. Um. 
so there were so many conspiracies as to what could have happened to them. Right. And we don't know, you know, was this a government issue? They were too close to the area where there was a government. Yeah, um, they thought it was a test site for certain bombs or something like that, I think, right? Right. That was one of the that was one of the things that was suggested. Another one was um a special type of wind. A catabatic wind. K A T A B A T I C. The <laughs> They whistle at a certain decibel. Yeah, it's like a weird dog whistle. Oh, I don't like it. There's like a certain decibel that if the wind blows just right, right. then it causes your brain to like basically malfunction. Yeah. And that's very rare thing to happen, but they think it could have been in that area. The perfect uh situation mm-hmm. where they started like basically Ooh, going that's crazy so creepy. And, left their tent, and then they couldn't find their way back before yeah. they froze to death it was, and there are also theories like a yeti or just straight up hypothermia as well or uh, native tribes which yeah. it was less likely because they were all very peaceful people yeah. living in that area right the wind i remember that now that you say the wind that creeps me out so much mm-hmm. i don't know why that one's the creepiest one to me just to think you're going on a nice like hike with your friends and then all of a sudden like you just go insane it kind of reminds me of bird box a little bit like you can't see it you can't do anything about it you know what i mean oh it's so creepy gross gross i have goosebumps now ew gross i feel gross now again (laughs) shining Um, shimmering reindeer reindeer. you can't tell me reindeer doesn't fit better than whatever the actual words are shimmering Splendid. Splendid. Oh, I can't remember Splendid. I always say reindeer for splendid some reason. Splendid doesn't fit there. Shining, shimmering reindeer. Does nobody else say reindeer? Is it just us? How do we come up with that? I guarantee <laughs> you that it's just us. <laughs> All right. What's the next episode? Where am I at? The next episode was the Wendigo. Wendigo. <laughs> now, I will say that Carly message justin said that the wendigo is one of her favorite episodes because uh when you said wendigo i'd be like oh the winnebago i'm like no wendigo oh winnebago no and this went on for quite some time that probably was this probably was the most annoying episode i had to make because you (laughs) kept doing that to me Uh, anyway the wendigo is a very it's so creepy so the wendigo originates from algonquin native american folklore and essentially what it is it's it's a creature that has been depicted in different ways. One's an ape, one's more like a antlered humanoid type creature. But it, it basically starts to get into your mind. You'll start hearing a whisper or calling your name into the forest. And then it uh, turns into shrieks or growls or voices of people that you know. And eventually you just essentially go crazy and you run into the forest. Mm-hmm. And you get possessed by the Wendigo. And it will either eat you or it will... Uh, hurt you very badly and possess you mm-hmm. and then if you get possessed you turn into a wendigo now wendigos have an in, insatiable hunger is mm-hmm. that the right word yes um so they just eat and eat and eat and they do this over and over again so it's very terrifying they can't for, get full they can't get full right and so it's it's they have uh very famous stories uh one was about swift runner um who was a native american and this story was a serious like he ate his family i'm pretty sure right yeah they like, were trapped and they couldn't they couldn't get to town they were talking about going to town and he decided they couldn't make it so but it turned out like they could have they probably could have made it yeah so he just like ate his family um and there was another man jack fiddler who had methods to kill wendigas um 
but they thought that he and his brother turned into some and committed murder. It was a very crazy story, but just the, the idea of Wendigas in general just kind of creeped me out because it's just another thing like the wind. Like, to me, it's like you can't help that. It's just you uh-huh. slowly going insane mm-hmm. and then you turn into a cannibal. Like a... Right. And we're still waiting. There's a movie that is supposed to be coming out that looks very, very good. Uh, I don't think it's American-made movie called, called Wind- a- Antlers. It's Antlers. called Antlers. Yeah, yeah, Some Wendigos are said to have I Antlers. I came out or not. Uh, I was trying to look for it, and I believe COVID delayed the release date, and they were still talking about when to release it. But I'm hopeful that it's very soon if it's not out yet because... <laughs> It looked really good. Yeah, it looked very interesting. Um, I, I was scrolling through my notes, and another thing that I found was the term Wendigo psychosis is actually a real thing, or mm-hmm. people argue it to be. And it's essentially like you crave human flesh even though you don't need it, so a cannibal. Yeah, basically. Oh, it's just so creepy. Ugh. Episode 14 that we did was the beginning of our countdown to <gasps> Christmas. Yes. Countdown to Christmas. Yes, the time has come. <laughs> I love this story. I think the Green Man was probably our most heartwarming story. Yeah. If that makes any sense. The Green Man was a real gentleman. He lived in Pennsylvania. Yes. And he um, had trouble wa- walking. He fell from a telephone pole as a child. He was electrocuted. And was, uh, was a- it a telephone pole or was it like a train electric pole i guess telephone pole i don't know it was a top pole either way he was electrocuted and badly burned and so he looked deformed if you didn't know who he was it would probably frighten you at first just because you didn't know who he was but he walked every single day just tried to get his exercise and he would walk um the same path and people would stop and talk to him and um, he'd bum a cigarette or share a beer with you or whatever, and then he'd go home. Yeah. It was such a good... And there were pictures of him with people, and he became friends with people. Oh, it was so good. He was such a nice man. So and good. he, you know, people... He became a legend because of people who... I mean, there would be teenagers who would stop and try to get a glimpse of him. Right. But, um, I mean, ultimately, he's just a nice guy who it's went for of, walks. Yeah. He's a great guy. You did the next one as well. I did. Yeah. So, uh, Jean Hillard, The Girl Who Froze, was a story that uh, I believe I did because it was from Minnesota. 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 And we have some friends, Ben and Laura, who are actually from Minnesota. And I thought it would be fun to do something that was from the area where they live. Uh, which isn't very close. I think Minnesota is probably a really big state. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> but basically, Jean Hillard was on her way back from the bar one night with her friends in the middle of winter, and her car got stuck. Yeah. And so she tried to walk to her friend's house about a mile away, mm-hmm. and she was found the next morning, like, 10 feet from the front porch. Frozen solid. Frozen like, solid. legit frozen. And her friend uh, picked her up and put her in the back of the truck and drove her to the hospital, mm-hmm. and she was warmed up, and she survived. It's like, it reminds me, I was listening to something today, it reminds me of uh, cryogenic cryogenic freezing, mm-hmm. but like on accident. Ponsola? Yes. Yes. She got jobbed. She got, no! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not! But um, she survived and she yeah. grew up and had kids and another was totally heartwarming fine. Christmas story. I tried, <laughs> and then it all took a left. Ah, beans. We tr- crashed the car into a tree. And that tree was racist. That tree was called racism. <laughs> 
man, top story that made me the most uncomfortable to talk about. Let's talk about it. So I did the stories of Black Peter or Zwart Pete, which uh, was... Well, also Belschnickel. And Belschnickel, which um, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. So it, it's basically like the, like Santa Claus or St. Nick is like the one that gives you, gives the good kids presents. And then Zwart Pete or, and uh, what was that the one that I did? Belschnickel. Belschnickel are the bad versions of Santa Claus and they give people coal and things like that. Unfortunately, uh, the idea of Black Peter or Zwart Pete um, he started as a stereotypical Spaniard um, because Spain was occupying the Netherlands during that time. And so they associated Spaniards with the devil. And then as time changed and different rules changed, they uh, Zort Pete kind of changed into Black Peter or an African-American. And he was no longer um, the devil. He was pretty much St. Nicholas's slave or yeah. something. It was terrible. It, it it it's very interesting to learn the history to see how these things have changed but it was so it made me uncomfy there's still a zwart pete like a parade yes. of some kind yes there is and people dress up as them and they basically do uh blackface and it was a it, it was a big problem and there are issues about that so kidnaps kids who are bad yes one of them does they kidnap kids and they uh, drag them to hell essentially and like torture them <laughs> is that belschnickel or is it krampus well belschnickel uh, our next episode we can kind of funnel into it is krampus right. well belschnickel and zwart pete were inspirations for krampus i guess mm-hmm. i mean you know you you look at all different kinds of histories and legends and myths and things like that and they all are kind of the same thing, but not. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Krampus definitely is the one that we're going to know the most. Mm-hmm. But Zor, Pete, and Belschnick are this, the same thing in their in countries, essentially. And David also told us, uh, one of our listeners, David, yes. he said that Krampus is one of his favorite episodes that we've done so far as well. Krampus, I love doing Krampus because I like, I just think the idea of Krampus is funny. I don't know why. It's not funny. Absolutely not (laughs) funny at all. But it's just so fascinating to me that there's such an opposite to Santa Claus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like he, he like eats, he steals children and eats them. Um, But another thing, the reason I like this so much is because there's like a parade, right? Didn't I talk about this? The Krampus Parade, it looks so cool. Graz, Austria holds an annual Krampus Loof, which is the parade where people dress up as Krampus. It's so cool. Yeah, it looks they really all look cool. so neat. If you ever have a chance to look up pictures of this, it's it's a really neat yeah. um, parade. Their costumes are really cool. So Krampus actually comes on December 5th. That's Yeah, a lot of Krampus the, night. A lot of our Countdown to Christmas people come before For, yeah. Santa would have come. Yeah crazy i love krampus krampus is one of my favorite i think like i don't even know what you would call him myth legends legends like even like any cryptids legends anything like that krampus i think i just find it fascinating now i don't 
I'm reading the title of the next episode, <laughs> which is Grilla, her cat, and her 13 sons, too. And I gotta tell you. Yes, I did this one, I think, didn't I? You definitely did. Yes. Because I okay. just remember being just... Long story short, Grilla was a giantess that lived in the mountains of Iceland. She was a Christmas witch. She married Lepaludi, but then she got tired of him and killed him. And then they say that she had 13 kids. Now, the Yule lads come one so they they come on different nights so the first one comes on december 12th and leaves on december 25th the second one will come the next night december 13th and leave december 26th and so on and so forth but they are essentially sheep coat clawed the gorge or gully gawk abnormally short or stubby spoon licker pot scraper bowl licker door slammer skyer gobbler sausage swiper window peeper doorway sniffer meat hook and candle stealer now they just come to cause a ruckus yeah yeah absolutely they'll steal <laughs> your spoons and lick them they'll steal leftover pots they'll sniff your doors in search of bread they'll hide under your uh beds they'll use a hook to steal meat they'll steal candles um Grilla was very much uh, more sinister and her cats was also more sinister so he the would yule eat cat would eat children um, and this encourages people to get new clothes or give new clothes to people on Christmas. So if you didn't wear new clothes, if you didn't get new clothes mm-hmm. or wear new clothes on uh, the day after Christmas, the Yule Cat would come and eat you. Which we think is where a lot of people get new pajamas for Christmas yeah. or, or new socks. And that's partially where that comes from. I love this one. This one was so silly to me. I thought it was very fat, very re- funny. I remember I think uh, mom and dad were here for that episode. Yeah, because I, I ask everybody, which of the 13 Yule Lads would you rather have yeah. come to your house? <laughs> one of us said door- doorway sniffer. I know it. <laughs> I think it's mom. <sighs> oh, that one was good. I like the next one too. The next one was one of Get my favorite ones. Get ready to ones. rap battle. <laughs> the, the next one was Mary Lude, and I I just adored the idea of Mary Lude. Um, it basically looks like a skeletal horse a skeletal horse and it's a tradition in wales where they will go from door to door it's basically where christmas caroling came from yeah groups of people will go from door to door and they will sing this song if you could sing a better verse than this then we won't come in but if you can't oh, you're right you're right, you're right we're gonna come in so you so, had to know there was like a back and forth that you had to know there's a back and forth and if you didn't sing the song correctly you would have to let them in and they would eat all of your food and yeah. drink all of the alcohol you yes. had and dad was like this is what i want to do it was amazing <laughs> i want to do it too it sounds so fun i just love that this is where christmas caroling Came it's from. a version and yeah. it's probably where it stemmed from was people threatening to come in your house and, and eat, eat all, all your food. food i mean that's what we do anyway at christmas i mean kind of yeah the next one you did la bafana la bafana I don't remember. She's a Christmas witch. (gasps) No, she's a New Year's witch. She's a New Year's witch. And I don't remember her either. Oh, Oh, she, basically the witch would come and she would, um, you clean your home. This is why a lot of people do like cleaning before the New Year because she would sweep your home, all the bowed vibes right out the door. That's right, because we were (gasps) saying, what? Did we not do this tradition? I don't think we did it. Did we not? Collectively as humanity, did we not do this tradition right? Because the bad vibes are still here. 
probably this is why COVID ha- this is why 2020 has been the way it was <laughs> well please so, roll a vibe check <laughs> La Bufana was part of Italian folklore and the idea is that um, on the night of Epiphany she would yeah. fill their socks with candy and presents if they were good so basically like our version of Santa but the idea was that um, she would sweep out your house while mm-hmm. she was there in order to get rid of all the bad vibes Bad vibes. Bad vibes. <laughs> I also like that she carries a hamper that's filled with candy and gifts. Yes, La Bafana. La Bafana. We need to figure out, we need to research her again, apparently, and figure out, did we miss the date, maybe, is what happened? The date was really weird, because it yeah. was, like, the very first week of January. After our wonderful Christmas episodes, uh, we took... Why do I always do the murder ones? Is it just me? So I did a story about the Burke and Hare murders, which I I found this one really fun. Burke and Hare were two men that would uh, kill people and then sell them to um, professors, quote-unquote, of the time that would then perform autopsies on the bodies in front of medical students so they could learn... Anatomy. Um, anatomy. Mm-hmm. And uh, these people, they would always be like, oh, yeah, she died of natural causes. They didn't. These people straight up murdered. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like, they, they were murderers. Um, but I found that. I really like that story. But there was a Birkenhair haunted house attraction, wasn't there? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, they did grave rob, but then they, mm-hmm. nah, they it wasn't they up, really doing it. Up, they upscalated. Yeah, and then I think they eventually got in a fight and turned each other in or something like that. They were killing without the other one knowing. Yeah, and then they got mad, right? Oh, that's, yep, there's a black comedy about it. We should watch that too. Uh, so episode 22 was The Pillow Pyro. Marvin Casey was a, a top-notch investigator. Marvin Casey is our bro. He's the one that figured out what was going on. <gasps> Marvin Casey, the man I would marry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he solved Ooh. it. He cracked the code. He cracked the code. <laughs> uh, wasn't um, the guy who ended up being the pillow pyro, he was basically starting fires in craft supply stores stores at the time of arson conventions. That's how they put it together. Right. Because he was setting them on the road that would lead directly toward the convention. Mm -hmm. And so Marvin Casey looked at this, made a list of everybody at the convention, and then dwindled it down somehow to like a list of six suspects. And then his upper... His higher-ups were basically like, this is nonsense. Well, he turned out to be right the whole time. Right, yeah. And this guy was setting fires. He was videotaping houses before he would set fires. And then he would set the houses or craft mm-hmm. supply stores or whatever on fire. Mm-hmm. And then he would, like, go... Would he help or would he... Yes, he would show up to help, like, try and put out the fire, investigate the fire afterwards. And one of the ways they caught him was they basically called a fire to a wrong location. Oh, and he showed up to the right location. And watched him, like, he showed up to the correct location. Yes. So when they called it on the scanner, he still showed up to the correct location where he had set the fire. Yeah, and they were like... they were like, "Mm." But he was also one of the people at the conventions and... Marvin Casey had a couple ways of dwindling the list out, and Mar- this guy was in his top five or something right, like that, Right, because at least. he was the only one going to multiple conventions, right. and these things were happening within and a And he would have driven down this certain road. Right. Right. Oh, that's so Yeah. Funny. It was just wild to me. I think I watched this on, like, a crime show, or I would have never yeah. known. Yeah. Yeah, you did, because, uh, Forensic Files? Yeah, yeah, it was Forensic Maybe. Files. 
Oh, we watch crime shows too much. And I don't remember his name, and I'm not even going to say it, because honestly, he doesn't deserve the attention for being a butt. But <laughs> yes, Marvin Casey is my hero. <laughs> Uh, episode 23 and 24 was about Princess Diana. I'm sorry. I want to put a blanket statement out there. I'm sorry that these episodes went so long. I am not sorry, however, that I brought this to the attention of the world once again. Princess Diana was murdered. It was not a car accident. It was a setup. The government did it to her. Not our government. The queen and the queen. Well, it's not directly being the queen. <laughs> Come at me. Um, <laughs> princess Diana was an icon of her day, but she just didn't follow the rules of being a princess. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't work out with her and the royal family. And then she was suspiciously died in a car accident. Now, this episode was actually a favorite of both uh, Pamela and also... David. Yeah. They both said that this was one of their favorite episodes. They didn't care how long it was. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to go back and look at the um, mystery surrounding her death and how, you know, it's so suspicious. And they just, like, couldn't it, figure it right. out. Right. And I, it's so fascinating. You, Everybody just needs to go watch documentaries that were made about this because they're, both sides of the argument are just... I don't know. It's just one of those things that I need to know what happened. It was good. They were good episodes. Like, I know. Do we record them all at once? We did. We sat and recorded the entire thing, and then we split it into two, and it was so long. But I was so interested, because it was really, it's a captivating story. Yep. The next one I also did was the Codex Gigas. This is basically a book of uh, everything. Um, The story goes that a monk broke his vows and as a punishment he was sentenced to be walled up alive but he asked to be pardoned if he could create a fantastic book so wonderful that it would bring fame to the monastery forever and they said sure and apparently he did it and the only way they said he would have done it is if he would have made a pact with the devil because he had to do it in one night they had to do it in one night and this book is huge it is 36 inches tall 20 inches wide eight inches thick and it weighs 165 pounds there's 320 pages and it has the old testament the antiquities of the jewish war it has a collection of medical tests the new testament uh, a picture of the heavenly city a full portrait of the devil a piece about exercising evil spirits potions spells a calendar uh, of the saints it had it all no nudes though well it could have we don't know that i don't know that but the drawings it was beautiful like the martins were beautiful there's no way he did it by himself no well and that's also and there's a picture of uh, like i said a, a famous picture of the devil in there and that's it's also known as the devil's bible because of the story and the picture in there isn't there a picture of god too or yes just- well yeah and that's why people are like it wasn't a pact by the devil somebody just made it because on the opposite side of the devil is a picture of the heavenly city just as wonderful good stuff I think this is one of Dad's favorites, wasn't it? Yeah, he made a top ten list. Let's see, have we done any of the ones that he's taught? Dad said his favorite conspiracy was the Olive Pass. His favorite Christmas one was Mary Lude, which who could disagree? And his favorite what was the Codex Gigas. So yeah, those are, so far, Dad made a top ten list. Mary Lude's on it, Codex Gigas is on it, and the Ditlov Pass is on it. Codex Isis was Codex Ibisibis. Good job, Dr. Blubber. It was a good one. 
Yeah, I liked that one a lot, actually. So the following episode was episode 26, and it was about sleepwalking. Dun, dun, uh, dun. I did this episode. I kind of talked about sleepwalking yeah. and the science behind it, uh, and also <laughs> about a gentleman who used it as a way to get away with murder. There's an, I got so, this is my, this one I think pissed me off the most because like clear, he's got to be awake. Every single scientific thing that you said about sleepwalking, he did not fall under. And the judge and jury was like, oh yeah, he was sleepwalking. No, he murdered his wife. Yeah. And then, I mean, he used the idea, he got the idea from a guy in Canada who did get away with it. Uh, for use the sleepwalking thing that guy the guy in canada drove down the road a few miles to his parents-in-law's house and murdered murdered the mom right he's like i was asleep the whole time and almost killed the dad yeah bitch what no yeah it's wild so pamela said i want to read her quote she said i enjoy listening to that again the slurp walking that guy's guilty i think she Meant sleepwalking, but I like that she <laughs> that said guy, that guy is guilty. That guy Thank is you, guilty. Pam. That guy is guilty, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But she's talking about slurp walking. Slurp walking, sleepwalking. <laughs> <laughs> that one Love made it. me. I remember this story. That made me so mad. Sorry for making you angry. It's fine. It's fine. Next episode, the Jersey Devil, all day, son, all. day. Day. All day. So the Jersey Devil, if you guys don't know, this the, the origin story is basically, well, there's a couple, but a creature was born from a um, woman who already had a bunch of kids and her husband was a, like a drunkard. And when she was giving birth, she essentially said, I curse this child to be the devil. And guess what? He was. And he murdered some of his family, and then he flew out the chimney, and now he stalks the woods of New Jersey. He's got wings, little cloven hooves, horns. Looks kind of like a horse, vaguely. He looks kind of like Krampus in a way, right? Or not really. Tail, hooves, horns. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Well, the next episode is the Bell Witch, and I'm going to tell you, I don't remember doing this I one. did the Bell Witch. That's why I don't yep. remember. So the Bell Witch, um, uh, there was a piece of land that a family moved into this house, and then their one daughter was harassed by an unseen force. She oh, was slapped. Yeah. She was verbally abused. Her hair was pulled and all, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, it was John Bell and his family. Um, there was, like, really weird things that happened. Weird noises. They thought rats were gnawing at their, their bedposts. And, like, their sheets were being pulled from their beds. They could hear voices. Um, Betsy was the one that started being attacked by an unseen force. Um, and then they could... They, people claim to have full-on conversations with this entity, mm-hmm. um, this unseen force, like full-on about life, about love. The son talked to her all the time. All the time. And then, um, this is uh, th- this is in the history books, supposedly. General Jackson was a friend of John Bell Jr., And he came to stay at the farm, and their wagon was stopped by an unseen force. And then um, 
he yelled like by the eternal boys this must be the bell witch <laughs> and then the female voice was like sure it sure is i'll see you at the house um yeah this one was crazy because it, it seems like just another ghost story but it's just so people were pretty much like no it's a person just like an invisible person oh what was that movie we watched the, it's not the Invisible Man. That's not what I call it. Is it? Ew, ew, yeah, I think ew. it is, wasn't it? We we watched it because of this one, I think, wasn't it? Now this was a remake. The Invisible Man was a book, and then it was a movie, and then it. I think this uh, is the new movie. Uh, Elizabeth Moss plays the wife of a very abusive husband, mm-hmm. and he um, dies mysteriously and after she leaves him and he had always said uh you will never be able to escape me like I'll come back for you Mm -hmm. and she starts being like attacked by this invisible force and people think she's like losing her mind but in reality spoiler alert he made an invisibility suit and was literally attacking her the entire entire time time. oh my god it's so wild he tried to tell her that it was his brother brother that had been doing it Mm -hmm. and nobody believed her and then she went to her friend's house and then the guy attacked her friend and then she killed the brother oh my god that I'm sorry, but that movie has one of the most intense moments where I can still see it vividly when they're in the bedroom and she knows he's in that chair, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she knows he was right there. And it's just like her, he, she looked at him and, and he I looked, looked at, at me. her. And she oh looked my gosh. at him. That was creepy. I think mom and dad watched it. I think Carly watched that movie too. Good movie. Ooh, good movie. Wild though. Well, would watch it again. 10 out of 10 do recommend. But yes, uh, Bell Witch, I think we yeah. felt the same way. Like there's somebody here. This guy was a little sneakier than the Bell Witch. Well, she did not she care, care if he knew she was there. Yeah. The following episode from that was episode 29, Our Hometown Cryptids. In that episode, we talked about... I believe the Snallygaster. We did. Snallygaster. Wampus Cat. Wampus Cat. Yes. Which our family has had personal real life experiences where they believe they've seen the Wampus Cat. Yeah. I almost called you today on the way to work. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. You heard a Wampus Cat? I thought I saw a Snallygaster type creature in the top of a tree. So I'm driving, right? Did it turn out to be a Halloween decoration? (laughs) No. No, listen to what, listen, I'm driving down the road, all right, it's like a 40 minute drive to the hospital where I'm doing my rotation, and I'm driving down the road, and everyone's well, like, I look from the road to the trees, you know, the trees are changing colors, and I look, and there's like a very large mass at the top of one of these trees that's like a brownish color, okay, right, sure, and I'm like, oh, it's like a hawk, because I've seen a couple hawks on my drive, and as I'm getting closer, I'm like, that's real big. Oh, okay, maybe it's an eagle. That's so cool. It's an eagle. And I'm getting closer, and I'm like, that's too big to be an eagle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this a snallygaster? This is it. I'm going to see it. It was just leaves that oh. have changed color earlier. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think. <laughs> I cannot prove anything. I can neither confirm nor deny. Oh my god. But I was losing it. Snallygaster, if you don't know, was a pterodactyl-like creature. Right. And one of them supposedly died while flying over. It inhaled the fumes methane fumes of a moonshine vat moon and fell and into died. it yeah. and then died and supposedly a group of men in black suits showed up to the scene and burned Destroyed everything it. and destroyed the evidence yep 
But the Snallygaster is supposedly seen in parts of Maryland as well as West Virginia near where we grew up. Yep. It's featured on the show Mountain Monsters. The Wampus Cat comes from a tale about... (laughs) (laughs) Get it? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's another Native American folklore, right? Mm -hmm. It's basically about a woman who wants to watch, be a part of... Male, male traditional, traditional ceremonies. ceremonies or whatever and so she sneaks into it by wearing a pelt mm-hmm. and they essentially curse her and is she's fused together with a pelt that's one of the stories yeah. another story is she's searching for her husband in some oh or she just calling out yeah i don't remember oh that's she... a wolf yeah, the wampus cat sounds like a woman screaming, which is what bobcats which is what sound, like. sound like. Um, but our father mm-hmm. remembers uh, hearing a terrible sound and going out and looking with his family out into the yard and saw a tree like swaying back yeah. and forth, and something jumped down out of the tree, like from high up yeah. and run off, and that's just like. Oh, why? So now, just this, I, I think the most, um, the. The cryptid or any spooky supernatural thing that we talk about the most, just in passing, would have to be the Wampus Cat. Yeah. Any weird noise that we hear outside, immediately we're like, oh, it's the Wampus Cat. Don't worry about it. Or, it's the Wampus Cat. You better worry about it. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Truly amazing. But, I mean, I feel like the Wampus Cat just became so much a part of what, what we think about as a cryptid yeah. that we didn't realize other people don't know what we're talking about. The Snallygaster was recommended by Hunter. Oh, Hunter. Yes, Hunter recommended this episode. I went to high school with Hunter, and her mom and our mom went to school together. Ooh. Uh, but Hunter recommended the Snallygaster yeah. to us, so thank you to her for yes. that. Shout out. One more shout out. One more again. One more again. One more again. Okay, next story was the Hinterkaifeck murders. Now, Dad said that the Hinterkaifeck murders were was his favorite horror story. The Hinterkaifeck farm is a farm, or was a farm, located in Grobarn, Germany, uh, which is about an hour from Munich. So the Hinterkaifeck murders is this famous story about this family who's living at this farm, and then uh, one day the neighbors just thought that something was wrong they hadn't seen him in a while so they went and checked on him and the whole family was murdered yeah including the maid there was a maid the dad the mom the daughter and the daughter's kids Mm -hmm. um were all murdered and it 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 was very strange because before the the murder took place that was just weird so they would see like the father saw footprints leading towards the house in the snow but didn't see any leaving Mm-hmm. That weren't anybody in his family's. Newspaper was moved. Um, a key to the garage was missing or something like mm-hmm. that. Like keys were missing. The The maid had quit because she had heard somebody in their attic and she thought that their attic was haunted. And no one believed her. And no right? one believed her. So she quit. And then the new maid came and the first day she came, the whole family was murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, it was like a Friday and then nobody checked on them until like Monday or Tuesday. That's just an example. I don't know the dates exactly. Because whoever killed them lived on their farm, fed their cows, mm-hmm. fed their dog, ate breakfast there, kept their chimney going for like five days after they were murdered. Yeah, nobody knew that there was even anything wrong because the animals were acting fine. Yep, animals were acting fine. Like the the fireplace was on, the chimney was going. Like nobody thought anything was weird. 
Oh, that one's really, that one's wild to me. That was a big, like, murder mystery that I, I I, kind of think I blocked that one from my brain a little bit just because it was so wild, and it probably was one that kept me up at night a little bit because these people were good people. Right, and then, I just read this part. This, This part made us mad. In 2007, students at the Munich Police Academy were using modern technology, and they narrowed the suspects down to one, but they would not release who that suspect was. Oh, I'm so mad. Why because would I, you even Because bring I that think up? they're like, everybody's dead now, because it was so long ago, and so it'd just be like, I don't know, weird for their families, I guess. Oh, that story's creepy. And to think, like, all you had to do is listen to your maid and, like, check your attic, and you would have been fine. Um... I did the next episode, and it was number 31, Tales of Nautical Persuasion. Oh, what's the chant? What's the chant? Our time! My time! Our time! Our time! Our time! Our time! Our time! Uh, You did it about... um, I I remember the one story was... There was a ship that sailed past the lighthouse and everything seemed fine. And then they found the ship shipwrecked and everybody was gone. Yeah. And there was somebody like waving to them. Yep. But didn't look like one of the regular crew members. Right. And when so they, they found th- it, everyone was gone. Everyone was gone. Yeah. I think I did two, didn't I? You did. You did a couple. And but it was just like ships, ships that no one knows what happened yeah. to the crew. I can't do cruises. I think that's one of my big <laughs> no-nos. Like, I can't do boats. I can't do cruises. Like... We can go out for a little kayak, but I, I'm not, I'm not doing a cruise. Me and one of my interns were talking about stuff. You can take this out. Our time. Our time. <laughs> yeah, we went to the sea for that one, and uh, I liked it. We should get back. And then we took to the air. <gasps> then we took to the air. So I did two stories. Episode 32 is called Falling Blackbirds. No, what's it called? Nope, blackbirds don't dance, but, but people but do. But people do, because... Uh, COVID was happening, and maybe in poor taste, I decided to do two stories about other plagues that have plagued the earth. Uh, one was blackbirds that fell from the sky for what seemed like no reason. Yeah. Um, hundreds of them dying and landing on the ground um, in Arkansas. And there were different theories as to maybe what happened, but they're not sure. Um, this happened more than once, too, but um, they, they just died. They fell from the sky and they died. Like, was it all types of birds or just one type of bird? I, I think it was all types, but I think there was a, there were giant flocks of specifically blackbirds mm-hmm. in the area and that's why it was yeah. blackbirds. Um, and then the dancing plague, we discussed the dancing plague that occurred in France, mm-hmm. um, where a woman known as Frau Trophe. Uh, essentially danced and then people joined her and they danced until some of them died. Mm -hmm. And then if they passed out, they passed out for a little bit, got some rest, got back up and started dancing again. Yeah. And we thought this was probably, most likely, a good example of mass hysteria. Right. Where... The the town suffered a lot Mm -hmm. and so they were stressed. Right. And then if one person... The idea behind mass hysteria is that if... One person believes something enough, they become so convincing to you through their mm-hmm. emotional panic that you start being like, oh, oh my gosh, what what if they're right? And then you start believing it. And then before you know it, a ton of people are believing something out of the f- sheer, like, stress and fear of the situation. Mm-hmm. 
So these people believed that they had to dance and that they were possessed by it. Yeah. One of the other theories was like Urgot. Yeah, right? there were a couple different theories. One was that, so two of them surrounded St. Vitus, which was the saint of epileptics in dancing. So people thought <laughs> that they either made him mad and needed to appease him, mm-hmm. and so they were dancing, or um, they were trying to attract divine favor. So they were just dancing. Mm-hmm. Ergotism was one. It was a fungus that grows on rye, which was grown in the area. A lot of people who um, left the area were cured, quote unquote, and people thought that they were cured because they made a trick to the St. Vitus um, Cathedral, but other people think it's because they just left the area and there wasn't this fungus around. The fungus. And that yeah. fungus is the same one that they say is probably partially responsible for Salem. Right? Yeah, I think so. What something happened, similar, at least. Something yes. similar happened in Salem where yep. people um, started having this mass hysteria surrounding mm-hmm. uh, whether or not there were witches in their town. And this uh, ergotism is a fungus that when you eat it, it makes you hallucinate? Or... Yes. Depending on how bad it is, you could have nausea, vomiting, muscle pain and weakness, numbness, itching, and rapid or slow heartbeat. One could also contract gangrene, have vision problems, confusion, spasms, convulsions, and consciousness, and then ultimately death. Mm-hmm. So you could have a whole bunch of stuff. Whole slew. Also, you could it could have been overheated blood, and they were dancing because their blood was too hot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> of the day. Their blood was just too hot. Ooh. The next episode was number 33, The Bunny Man. The Bunny Man. Of skateboard swamp. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, the bunny man was supposedly stalking a bridge in Fairfax, Virginia on Halloween night. There were some teens that were hanging out on a bridge on Halloween night and at midnight there was a flash of light and then they were found hanging over the bridge as if they were rabbits being hung up after being captured and killed. Uh, This happened multiple times. Another uh, part of the story is that there was a man who was uh, chasing people around town with in a bunny suit, and they were trying to catch him, and yeah. it just was, it, it's a, partially an urban legend, and partially, like, people died, yeah. and we don't know who hung them over the edge of the bridge, this happened multiple times, Nobody actually I saw what happened with their own eyes. Yeah. One girl was accused of doing this to her friends, even though she was she happened to walk off the bridge right before midnight yeah. and was spared. Yeah. But the rest of them were uh, so lucky. That's a wild. St- anyway, a guy dressed as a bunny man is killing people. Is and you wanted to go there, and I said nay. But it only happens like once a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we'd be fine if we pick the wrong, if we pick the right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Halloween's the 30th through 1st, so I'd probably 50-50 shot. I get it wrong night, anyway. Is it, the, is it the night of the 30th or the night of the 31st? See, that's where they get you. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he gets you. That's where he gets you. The bunny man. Shadow people. Ew, no. Mm-mm. So, Dad, his number one, what is going to keep me up, was shadow people. Now, I did a story on shadow people. These are pretty much the, the they're figures, entities, supernatural beings, ghosts, if you will, that um, come as shadow people. Or or beings. They don't necessarily or beings. have to they be, don't have to be yeah, person. Yeah, that's true. One of the most famous ones that a lot of people heard about is the Hat Man. 
uh, shows up in people's rooms and he's mm-hmm. got a top hat on. Um, there are humanoid shadow figures. There are black mass shadow figures. There are demonic shadow people that have the glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also other, which is like animals or like mm-hmm. you said, just creatures. Now, these are often associated with sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. which is why it makes dad so nervous because him and some multiple of his siblings have had instances where they what would have woken up and they thought they saw a shadowy figure in the room but they can't move because they have sleep paralysis yeah um there's a lot of different theories as to what these are are they are, are you astral projecting is it a demon are you just dreaming um nobody knows but it's just creepy that you're gonna wake up and see a shadowy figure in your room my first thought is i need to grab whatever i can grab and attack this person. But if you have sleep paralysis and you can't move, guess what? You can't do that, can you? Yeah. Terrifying. I, I think I even suggested that maybe Mothman was one of these because mm-hmm. he was a dark shadowy figure with, with red eyes. eyes. Okay, now I'm creeped out because we're talking about shadow people. Nope, move on. New <laughs> move cup, on, new cup, move down, move down. New cup, new cup, move down. One that mom <gasps> called cute was the one that you did on... <laughs> Squonks and drop bears. The squonks! Squonks make me so sad and make me Mm -hmm. just love them so much. Basically, squonks are these creatures, these cryptid creatures who uh, supposedly if you go and try and catch one, it will turn into a pile of tears. Yeah. And it cries all the time because because it's it's so ugly. (laughs) Because it's so ugly. It's so sad. And then on Australia, there's legends of uh, drop bears, which are like killer koalas, basically, that will drop down out of trees and attack you um, and kill people. But they're creatures yeah. of legends. Suppose. Allegedly. Allegedly. Squawks are one of, like, the most precious. Yeah. I forgot about them, and I'm sad all over again. Yeah. We need to befriend squonks. That's what we need to I do. I would love to catch one and keep it. <gasps> I know the secret. Yeah. Instead of catching it in a bag where it can leak out, you catch it in a fishbowl. Oh. I think you're... I think... You're using that noggin of yours mm-hmm. very wisely. Using the old noodle. <laughs> using the old one-two noodle. <laughs> now the next one you did, uh, Phoenix Lights, episode 36. Straight up aliens. Happened in Phoenix. People saw triangular shaped objects in the sky and they were all over the Arizona area. It was all mm-hmm. around Phoenix. It wasn't just in Phoenix Dad really liked this one. Mom and Dad were on this one, I think. Yes, they were here um, for this. this th- Dad said this was his favorite UFO one, but I think this is the only UFO one we've done. Nope. Flatwoods. That's right. Well, that's right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm wrong. <laughs> um, no, the Phoenix Lights is a super famous UFO sighting. So many, there are so many testimonies saying that they have seen or they saw something that night. Um um, there were just a couple of different things that, like, the government did, the National Air, the Air National Guard, things like that, that made people very suspicious. Very suspicious. Um, they said that they, it, it was hot air balloons, and people were like, there's no way, and then they were like, oh yeah, we were testing some, uh, planes, and people were like, there's no way. Um, so yeah, a good old UFO one for you. And then we took it back to our roots. With old three toes. Old three toes. Back to them cryptid roots. 
So in Clearwater, Florida, supposedly there were um, giant three-toed footprints that were appearing. Uh, people thought for years that there was a giant monster that no one could catch a glimpse of. Some people said, well, no, I saw it. It was a giant penguin that made these footprints. But it came to be known as Old Three Toes, the Clearwater Monster, who would come up out of the water at night, walk along the beach, and then go back into the water. No one ever saw them. Years later, a man by the name of Tony Sigarini, S-I-G-N-O-R-I-N-I, would come forward and say, ha-ha, gotcha, because he had seen a dinosaur fossil at a museum and convinced one of his friends to help him make these giant iron uh, shoes yep. and then he would have his friend row him out into the water get out of the boat walk up on a shore and then go back into the water he's actually passed these shoes down to his children and honestly everybody who knew about this story other than him died years prior and he we're lucky he came forth otherwise the clear water yeah. monster would remain a mystery well this one was also famous because there was a crypt cryptozoologist yeah. who wrote books and books and books on different cryptids and was like no I saw the cryptid mm-hmm. it's real wrote books on it and there are still people out there who follow this guy who believe that Tony and whoever helped him is lying and that it there is an actual cryptid oh. out there that was like a giant penguin beaver penguin mm-hmm. okay that that um, was causing this yeah you're talking about Ivan Sanderson yeah. who yeah, he was supposed to be a big shot who talked... He basically invented the term cryptozoology. Yeah. So, therefore, he was supposed to be the expert on the time and all things cryptid. And then Tony comes forward and is like, yeah, man, I made this up. <laughs> yeah, I did this. I made this up. And he's like, no, you didn't. But it, Well, it was after Sanderson died. So, he went... <sighs> he died thinking that this was a real cryptid. Yeah, it's wild. Oh, Good oh story, boy. though. That one is a good one. It was fun. That was a fun one. Boy, howdy. Marvin Heemeyer. Marvin Heemeyer. Oh, my gosh. So, Marvin Heemeyer lived in um, Grand Lake, Colorado. Long story short, he thought the community was out to get him. He got really paranoid. Yep. He was probably getting bullied a little bit. I'm sure. But he got very paranoid. Got very paranoid and essentially built a tank using a bulldozer. Mm -hmm. And he welded metal to it so that nothing could penetrate it Mm -hmm. and then one day he just went on a rampage and was destroying buildings was destroying cars was i don't think he actually killed anybody he didn't target people he didn't target people he was trying to get back at people by destroying their livelihoods destroying Mm -hmm. their homes destroying their businesses Mm -hmm. um and things like that and then he uh committed suicide um, they only stopped him. They couldn't stop him. Gunfire wasn't working. Some the guy, the one cop, jumped on top of the bulldozer, he was just riding on it because you couldn't get in. You could not get in this bulldozer. They had to. The only way they stopped him was because he drove into a building that had a basement and he didn't know, and so his bulldozer got stuck. Mm-hmm. And then when he shot himself, they couldn't get him out. They had to cut him out. Like, they had to go get saws and equipment and mm-hmm. cut him out. Like, there, this was a massive tank. Yeah. There was an, a lovely um, documentary of it on Amazon Prime. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It has home video footage of this entire event, and it is fascinating. Mom said that one was a great revenge story, mm-hmm. and it was, oh, man, it was wild. That story is just wild to me. 
What's up next? Creepy internet challenges. Yes, and I'm trying to pull up which ones I did. We did. I know you talked about the cinnamon challenge. Ew, the gross. T- well, we, we started by talking about, you know, the cinnamon challenge and the ice bucket challenge, you know, Tide Pod challenge. challenge. These are all things that, you know, good or bad. Yeah. They're, they're challenges that go around the internet. Ice bucket challenge was, a, was for the better good because, you know, you donated money for the ALS Foundation. But at the same time, then you have the cinnamon challenge and the Tide Pod challenge where people are getting sick yep. because of these challenges. Now, the other ones that we talked about were Charlie Charlie, where you have two pencils on top of each other. Charlie Charlie, are you there? No. Now, if I go back and talk to Dad about this, he thinks it's one of the dumbest things that we did as far as Creepy internet challenges? Charlie Charlie. Oh. This is silly. We also talked about the Zozo challenge, where I believe you use a Ouija board and you try and call forth Zozo specifically. Right, right, right. Uh, Then there's the Three Kings, which involves having three chairs one candle and a, some mirrors in a very dark room. And I don't yeah. even want to talk about it because it's It's creepy. Horrifying. The explanation of it's like on Reddit or something like that. And nobody ever says what happens. Well, people say what happens. But this person never said what happens. But it's just so. The, the Three Kings is so creepy because they're like, if anything goes wrong, you have to get out of there right now or else you will die. Well, it doesn't yeah. say die, but it says terrible things will happen. It's yes. so. The way it's written is so creepy. It's like you have somebody who knows what you're doing and they call you and if you don't answer, they come get you out. And do but not they, blow out the they, candle. Don't blow out the candle. They have to do it a certain way that they have to take a cup in the water and they have to dump it. Up. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is so terrifying. Who would do this? And one of the reasons that I chose to do this was because of the Momo challenge, yeah. which is basically a hoax where a person had created a statue they work in special effects and they had sculpted this really neat statue called mother bird it looks like a the bust of a woman with a very bizarre like her eyes are bulging out and her mouth looks like that of kind of like a bird beak and then she has bird legs where her arms should be but then it's just her bust right uh we have pictures on facebook and instagram and twitter obviously but uh people saw this and started making it a text chain basically where you text momo yeah on whatsapp was it whatsapp yeah something like that and she would message you back and then you had to do what creepy. she said and it was really creepy she right. had you do like but bad things it was like all fake and then the last one of that was part of that episode was the blue whale challenge which was kind of sad. Uh, basically, a lot of people think that uh, if you enter into this blue whale group, paint pictures of blue whales, or they start, like, making artwork of blue whales, and then um, they commit suicide afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's like you get a list of cha- tasks that you must do, and then that one's the last task. Yes. But it's never been proven right there's multiple groups where they do this where they have you oh uh well this is your next challenge and if you don't do it then you're a coward or if you don't do it something bad will happen Um, which i'd be like yeah i am (laughs) like yeah okay fine bye (laughs) that one was sad the ending was sad it was a fun creepy internet challenges that i will never do and then some that are not so fun that i also never do Oh, I'm not doing any of them ever. No, thank you. <laughs> Bye. We did do the ice bucket challenge. We that did was do the ice bucket, yeah. Um, our next episode was probably one of the most confusing ones that I have ever talked about or had to read about. Thank you once again, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Jeez. Um, <laughs> it was Cicada 3301, which is, it was various tasks that needed to be completed, various puzzles that needed to be solved, 
but the way you had to solve it was through computer coding Mm -hmm. essentially so people who are very good at that would do all of the challenges and it was completed by a couple people and supposedly supposedly but they don't really they don't really say what happened they got an email congratulating them and then some people say well that's just a cover-up so what actually happened so there are different theories as to whether like the cia created it to recruit people or if it's just a hoax did an anonymous create it to recruit people which is a group of hackers Mm -hmm. uh spread throughout the world yeah that that Mm -hmm. use their computers to dig up information on various topics Mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it was just very interesting. I don't know a lot about computers, so it was very confusing for me. Mm-hmm. However, um, I mean, I love a good puzzle. Yeah. So. Don't get me wrong, we didn't understand any of how they solved it. Yeah, but I mean, like, it was fun. There's a picture of a duck. That was part of there one of the There was a picture of a duck. You're absolutely right. I think the thing that made me the most upset about it, most frustrated, was that the most recent time that they did it they basically put forth a puzzle and they're like hmm, no one can solve it but it's literally not solvable yeah people have tried for years and nobody can figure out what yeah they're trying there's to get been it more than one cicada challenges mm-hmm. like whitney said the first one was supposedly solved and then the next ones weren't but you don't know because if you're recruited into like the cia would they ever say oh yeah john smith won like no they wouldn't but that was a good one. It was complicated, and I'm glad that you took the time to research it because it made my head hurt listening. I can't imagine actually trying to research the topic. But um, this is just proof that if you send in suggestions, we'll we talk it. about them. Yeah, yeah. Now, the next one was uh, a favorite by a few people. Uh, by favorite, I mean everyone thought it was super creepy, and that was the <laughs> Russian sleep experiment. Not me. This one was the most normal one. The most normal one, okay. So, uh, David and Carly both said that the Russian sleep experiment was good but creepy. Yeah. Exceptionally creepy, David said. It was basically a story that was um, spread around via the internet forum uh, Reddit under the tag Creepypasta. Creepypasta is a site where people put a lot of uh, scary stories, but the idea was that there were some Russian prisoners of war who were put into a chamber together and given a, a chemical gas to keep them up continuously for days at a time, and they weren't able to sleep, and they slowly went insane. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. and I... Listen. Entrails may have been removed from bodies. It was scary to say the least. It was scary. And then at the end, they're like, oh, well, this wasn't real. And I'm like, mm, but was it? I Swerve. Can, I, can, I tried to do some research about, like, is there a chemical that would keep you this, mm-hmm. like, awake? Because after a while, well, your we, body does shut down. Like, we if, talked about that, remember? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people who have done, a lot of people who have put evidence out there of them doing types of experiments like this don't do a lot because it's very gray on the ethical scale yeah it's considered torture yeah so i mean i'm sure people are tortured like that like we agreed upon oh yeah but to what extent we i don't know if we'll ever know there were probably 
prisoner of war experiments that involved this. There was one study we talked about where they did it to inmates at a prison where if they tried to fall asleep they would pinch them or something they like actively did things to keep them awake but eventually they all like fall asleep yeah so that's the thing like eventually your body just shuts Shuts down down. you're just gonna like pass out not feel anything right and you can't help it so if there was some type of chemical that kept people awake one it would be torturous Two, it's not healthy for your body. And three, yeah, okay, show me what this chemical is. Right. <sighs> it's creepy. I don't want to stay awake. Listen, I don't want to stay awake for hours more than I have to. I was going to say hours in general, but I have to work. So um, I'm a tired girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're all tired girls All the here. time. Um, another one of Dad's favorites was our episode 42 um, his favorite paranormal one was our Cursed Objects episode, which mm-hmm. I did. I enjoyed this one thoroughly. Uh, I talked about a couple different cursed objects. One off the top of my head um, was a chair, the Busby Stoop chair. Local legend says that um, a man cursed it and said whoever sits in it will die. And They have. People have died. <laughs> like... Um, so that was one of them. The other one, another one was the Hands Resist Him painting, which we discussed. It mm-hmm. was a portrait of a, a boy with a doll next to him, and he's in front of a pink glass window, and there's handprints on it. And a lot of people who have seen this painting say that they've gotten violently ill afterwards. If they've owned um, it, they've passed away. If they've owned it, they passed away. The guy who sold it for auction apparently passed away at one mm-hmm. point. Um, according to the actual artist, he doesn't believe of mm-hmm. any of the heebie-jeebie stuff that surrounds his painting. Um, but it was just a... Fu- it's a creepy picture. I'm it sorry. Is. I'm sorry, Bill, but it's a creepy picture. <laughs> um, the last one I talked about here is the Dybbuk box, which um, a Dybbuk is a malicious spirit that uh, was once the lost soul of a dead person. And supposedly this guy bought a box that had a Dybbuk in it off of eBay, and then it got passed around to different people and people were uh, once again violently ill they were seeing things couldn't sleep um the one person uh, had a stroke and they blamed it on the dybbuk box um very very creepy 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 stuff this is why when you go to antique stores you keep their hands in their pockets keep your hands in your pockets absolutely vibe check before you buy <laughs> then i liked the um cursed objects one and it made me think of outside of our apartment there's this chair that's bungee corded <laughs> to a tree and i'm not entirely why but the only explanation i can think of after this episode that we did was that maybe it's a portal to hell. Uh, yeah, that's what you said. If you sit in it, you go to hell. Right, or if they don't keep it strapped to the tree, it'll, like... Open the gates to hell. Right. It's been there forever. It's a plastic chair bungee corded to a tree. We don't know who put like, it there. We like, don't know where it came from. It's always there. Like green plastic lawn chairs. And it's just bungee corded. Just one. Yeah. Just one chair. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where, where did, did it come, come from? from? Cotton Joe. Uh, the following episode from that was Hell's Bell. Mm-hmm. Bell was a um, interesting woman who traveled from Norway to America to try and find a new life. <gasps> but uh, she murdered a bunch of people, didn't she? She murdered like every kid and husband she ever had. I forgot she, like, about this poisoned one. them constantly. Yeah, yep. yeah, she did. Yeah, so she she's rat poison, I believe, and she killed. 
her husband, then her two kids, and then her next husband, and one mm-hmm. of his kids, and then her next husband. Oh, yeah. And people were like, oh, that's weird. We feel really sorry for her. A lot of death surrounds her. And she's like, oh, yes, poor me. Hee, hee, hee. Rat poison, rat poison, rat poison. Right? Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. Her name was Belle Guinness, and she just would collect, you know, the insurance money after she killed somebody and just move right along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, because she burned down her shop, too, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Or something like That's that? how it started. They burned down their shop and collected the insurance money, and then she killed her husband, husband and, and took that the insurance money. money. Yep, 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 yep. Wild woman. Wild woman. Ooh, the next one was a good one, too. Flatwoods Monster This is one of Pamela's favorites also. Yeah. So the Flatwoods Monster uh, occurred in Flatwoods, West Virginia. So, I mean, I heard of it because I'm, again, obsessed with cryptids and we're from West Virginia. Um, and it, it was, there's a group of kids, a mom, a National Guard member who... Um, saw something weird in the sky and they went to go investigate and they claimed they saw a tall man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape. The creature did like a shrill hissing noise and then glided to what they thought was its crashed UFO. Um, They all fled. Now people say that it was fake and it was an owl, but these people maintain that they saw... um, Uh, Well, an alien, pretty much. Um, There was also sightings a little bit later about the Flatwoods Monster, or similar sightings near Wheeling Mm -hmm. um, and Ohio areas, which we were close to, so I thought it was a good episode. Was it an alien? Was it a cryptid? Was it an owl? The world may never know. But the Flatwoods Monster is really famous. It's probably one of the most famous cryptids. It's in a bunch of video games, Fallout 76, Legend of Zelda... Um, Strikers 1945, uh, uh, Amagon, it's on a bunch of TV shows. Um, for some reason, it's just really famous. I think it's because of all the pizzazz it has. The pizzazz, it does have some pizzazz. As far as how it looks. If you ever look mm-hmm. up a picture mm-hmm. of the Flatwoods Monster, it looks very... It's very colorful. Colorful and very just interesting, eye-catching T-Rex for sure. T-Rex, star-striking. Star-striking. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to let it go. <laughs> Never going to let you down. So the following story was that of the Sauter family. I, again, I'm watching Forensic Files and this comes across. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on a Christmas Eve night, the Sauter family uh, woke up to a fire in their house. They had a ton of kids and the mom and dad were able to get the baby out of the house. And the two older boys got out of the house and then... Five of their children were missing, uh, and then by the time the fire department got there, now this is what makes me angry because the fire department was it was like a mile away, yeah, and it took them eight hours to get there. Yeah, tell me why. Ain't nothing but a cover up. Tell me why. Also, the um, father's ladder that he normally kept propped up against the building was. Mm-hmm. In a nearby creek, his two trucks that he could have backed up, they're large, like, dump trucks he could have backed up to try and climb up on to get to the second floor to try and get to the kids. The tires were slashed, right? No, I think the, either the tires were slashed or the battery was unhooked, but... The battery! Something was missing from the engine. Something was missing from the engine, and it was just wild, and I don't think they ever figured out what happened. No, but this brought up uh, Mafia, right? Yeah, the father of the Sauter family was known to 
not bend to the hand of the mafia Mm -hmm. in the local area. He was very much like, no, I'm not listening to you. Yeah. And um, you can't tell me what to do. And so a lot of people think that the mafia... Uh, took his kids yeah. to get back at him. Burned yeah. down his house and took his kids to get back mm-hmm. at him. Because people claim to have seen them, like, after the fact. Right. All and then the they're like, up. we found their bones in their heart, but it was, like, deer liver. Yeah. Or something. So one of the one of the police that was at the scene, like, buried a, what he thought was one of their hearts in a box in the backyard. Which, like, why would you do in the first, anyway... It doesn't matter. We can't, we can't go over this again. <laughs> a wild, just twists and turns and forensic files turns into me having to write a podcast episode because I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And it was in West Virginia. So yeah. it's another one of those that hits too close to home. Uh-huh. But I enjoy, I hated that story because it's sad, but I enjoyed writing it because it was interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, very fascinating. That one was a good one. Um, c- creepy, but good. Um, it's just weird, too, because the one kid was on the couch. The phone lines were cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the kids had to run to the neighbor's house to try and call for 911. Yep. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, the next episode, episode number, what number 46. was this? 46 was about yokai, which was a fascinating topic that I, I think we should do more of because uh, yokai are pretty much Japanese uh folklore spirits mm-hmm. um they they come in so many varieties we talked about one that was a, a spirit like a ghost that uh ate head people's heads corpses bodies heads heads of bodies in the graveyard it would eat the heads off the bodies in the graveyard yeah thank you we talked about one that was a sandal that came to life. We I talked about him. one that was like a giant ogre. There's so many varieties. One's a dog raccoon. Yes, yes. We talked about the raccoon dog. Um, That's what we think Tom Nook is in Animal Crossing. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. Um, but this goes back to the idea of animism, which is that all things animate or inanimate have a spirit to them Mm -hmm. which i thought was fascinating there are so many different types that we could go over and i i think i i I do it again if everybody's up for it i I think it's fun i really enjoyed that episode just because i think it's it's always great to explore other cultures and see how the way they look at things also yokai brought uh anime back we did talk about that too Thank goodness someone had to do it. <laughs> the next episode was The Beast of Javadon. The Beast of Javadon. This was suggested to us by Ben and Laura. Thank you guys for um, bringing this to my attention because I did not know about it. Hundreds of years ago in France, there was a real big problem where giant wolf-like beings were kidnapping children and... Stealing them away. Mauling them. They had a problem in this small town. People were getting mauled by what at first they thought was one giant wolf. um, Bigger than they'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. And then they thought it was more than one. And then the king of France, I believe, sent certain people to come kill the wolves Mm -hmm. and they failed miserably because they wouldn't listen to the townsfolk who knew the town and somebody pushed somebody into a marsh at some point i think and then Mm -hmm. um the they shot a wolf and they're like oh we did it and they went back to the king well they didn't do it and people still got mauled so the townspeople i think just kind of took it into their own hands Mm -hmm. 
You're and right. And then there were theories as to if, like, what this wolf was. Some people thought it was a hyena. Some people thought it was a lion, which I said nay. Some people thought it was a breed of... Uh, big dog. A mastiff. big dog. A type of mastiff. And then some people thought it was a wolf combined with that one guy who pushed a guy into a marsh. His dog bred with a wolf. Yeah, it was And nasty. made, like, a giant mm-hmm. wolf-like being. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. It was, like, a, it was a beast story, but then there was a hint of murder in there, which was very lovely. And you know I always love a feud between peasants and kings. Yeah, I know how much you like that. Yeah. <laughs> the stories that I remember most a lot of time have to do with different animals. I remember mm-hmm. finding this one fascinating because they're like, it's a hyena. I'm like, there is no way. No way. No, absolutely no. Like, they haven't seen it, but it's there's no way. And then they're like, it's a lion. I got so mad at this because I was like, <laughs> no, there's no way. Clearly you haven't then, seen a lion. Well, and then there was a huge issue because they killed, like, all of the wolves in this area. And then they mm-hmm. had to reintroduce the population back because there were just, like, two wolves left. Yeah, I mean, they um, had a wolf problem in general in France yeah. for a long time, but they got real excessive. And then it. there's a statue of that girl who speared that wolf. Yeah, a young girl in the town fought off one of these giant wolves yeah. and um, a was hero. considered a, a hero. Yeah. yeah, really brave. And awesome. she has a statue that is still there today. We should go visit that. We should. I'm all for it. The Beast of Javodan. Another beast that we discussed was in episode 48 was... The Grunch. The Grunch. Now, You're a mean one. One of our Mr. listeners, Grunch. One of our listeners, Kirsten, wrote in and said that this was her favorite episode of the um, gang. I liked the idea that I could kept going, oh, okay, the Grinch, and you would get upset. <laughs> the Grinch. That's not what it was. Uh, I think Jack was here for this episode. I think so too. Um, the Grunch is in Louisiana. We took a trip down to New Orleans. New Orleans, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, apparently there are these little creatures, these green creatures, that would... There's different origin stories. It could have to do with voodoo and a famous voodoo priestess. It could have to do with um, munchkin people living in the woods that have a pact with the devil. (laughs) Am I correct? Yep. (laughs) Um, There's another... Voodoo Queen Marie Laveau story is that she had a devil baby, and the devil baby made can turn people into the grunge. Listen, it's very creepy, but all I'm saying is that if you drive to New Orleans and you get and there's a injured goat in the road, do not help that goat because it's a lure. Because that's how they steal you it's and turn you into the grunge. Yes. It was a good episode because we've been to New Orleans and I never knew that yeah. this story existed. I, I thought it was funny. And it was just fun. And apparently other people liked it too because Kirsten said it was one of her favorites. Whoop whoop. The next one was episode 49, the WVU co-ed murders. There were two students, young women, mm-hmm. uh, beginning their freshman year of college who were hitchhiking their way back home, which was a common thing to do at the time. Yeah to hitchhike from place to place if you didn't have a car and then they were found uh murdered yeah which you know it it hits really close to home considering it happened in morgantown we're from very close to there and then the fact that they were you know just college students trying to come home from the movie theater just like you know a ton of other girls and, and guys their age 
uh, and it just went really south for them, and they ended up dead. Yeah. And did they ever catch the guy? Um, there was question as to whether or not the right man was, was convicted. That's of right, because we talked about a different podcast that did a deep dive into this. Yeah, that's correct. Yes, there yeah. is a um, multi-part podcast about the W Coed murders that um, goes into. They go back and they interview witnesses and yeah. they. Um, walk the same steps that the girls walked and they go with OWVU forensics class Mm -hmm. to try and talk about it as well and then they talk about their own opinions of it Um, they don't necessarily think the right person was charged with the crime right but uh, it's hard to say now after so much time has passed whether or not the right investigation was done true (sighs) sad not so set. Well, it's still a tragedy. Is the story about Mothman? Mothman. So what? Dad said this was his favorite cryptid, Mothman, aka Buns of Steel. Mothman's everyone's favorite cryptid. Yes, he's so sexy. He is. <laughs> we need to stop. So this was our fiftieth episode, yeah. which was amazing. And one of the things I remember the most that I probably shouldn't is the fact that uh, President Trump had t- retweeted a picture of Senator Manchin in front of the Mothman statue senator manchin of west virginia was celebrating uh the mothman festival with the people of point pleasant and had tweeted a picture and trump's response was i quote go along with joe (laughs) what does that mean anyway mr president what (laughs) the mothman is a giant humanoid moth Bean, giant moth wings, red glowing eyes, apparently chased a bunch of people near Point Pleasant, Mm -hmm. then landed on the Silver Bridge. Silver Bridge collapsed. Men in black came. Mothman never seen again? Question mark? Not in Point Pleasant. Not in Point Pleasant, but elsewhere in the world. Mothman has become known as a cryptid that either brings danger. He's an omen. Or is an omen mm -hmm. of danger. Yeah. And is trying to warn people. Um, but it's a famous West Virginia... I mean, everybody. Everybody's got to know. Mothman. Mothman. This episode made me absolutely furious. Mothman? I got more angry during this episode than I think I've gotten during any other episode on this podcast. Mothman? Yes, because... One witness said that she was driving in her car and she made eye contact with the Mothman. And then the next day she had conjunctivitis. Yep. From her eye contact Mm -hmm. with the Mothman. Mm -hmm. Ma'am, conjunctivitis or pink eye is either bacterial because you didn't wash your hands well enough. Or it's a viral infection. I don't think you got it because it seared your eyes (laughs) from his glowing red orbs. Yeah, Mothman's also a little tricky because a guy who wrote a famous book about Mothman was one of the key witnesses in the Mothman testimonies. What's wrong with that? I mean... No, I know. He was was a little sketch. There's also a movie with Richard... The Rich... The... Richard Greer. From Pretty Woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I literally don't know what else he's in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. But he's in Mothman. <laughs> the Mothman prophecies, to But be it was filmed, I think they filmed it in like Pittsburgh or something dumb though. Yeah. It wasn't actually in Point Pleasant. I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway. But we've been there. We've been to Point Pleasant. We have a picture in front of the statue. Yeah. We also have gone through the Mothman muse- Museum. Yeah. I have a Mothman shirt. What you doing here with all that ass? Oh, double-cheeked double up, up on, on a Thursday, Thursday night. 
Oh, the next episode was one that um, Pamela said uh, it freaked her out and she would cover her floors in a very large rug. Yes. If she lived in the house of the Belmese faces. Yes. Miss Maria Gomez Camara Pereira and her family uh, discovered strange markings on their kitchen floor and when she tried to scrub them away... Uh, they seem to get worse and eventually morphed into a face. Yep. What looked like a face. And so they tore up the whole floor of their kitchen and they put down a new one. And then a few weeks later, more faces started to appear. The faces came back. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So the their home became known as La Casa de las Caras or the House of the Faces. And... Um, even after uh, Maria's death, there were new and changing faces. There's so many, many people have investigated this phenomenon. And there, listen, uh, spoiler alert, no one agreed. Literally, no one that's investigated the house has agreed. No. On what it is. No. One set of people were like, oh, it was, she was just her cleaning product in a cement stain. Like, they did it, her son did this as a ruse. And another group of people said, we literally sealed the floor, put a guard outside, didn't let anybody in, and all of the faces changed. Yeah. I, I'd use a rug, too. I agree with Aunt Pam on that one. I don't understand why they didn't try talking to them. Maybe they just needed a black Okay, house. because what if they talk back? Maybe. Wait, no, because then you started saying that there were faces on the floor, and I said, oh, there's dead bodies under there. And you said, there yes. Were. <laughs> there like, were. Oh, when what? They, when they excavated the house, um, I think, like, the second time that they dug up the floor, <sighs> there were bones from people who had been buried under the house previously. Which, I mean, oh, that's man. your problem right there. Well, yeah. that's one of them. But anyway, um, I liked that episode because it, it creeped episode. me out and I had never heard of it before. I said I'm never going to look at the floor again. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, Lord, don't do it. Oh, the next episode was Dad's favorite true crime episode. It was The Trial of Mark Dutroux. Now, this one was probably one of our most... Triggering's not the right word. Graphic? Terrible? Dark episodes? Mark Dutroux <laughs> was a Belgium native... And he pretty much kidnapped girls and sexually assaulted them and held some of them in prisons, in in prison basements. And when it came to light, he and some other people were claiming that, and people died. A lot of people died. Mm -hmm. Some of the girls died. Some of his accomplices died. Um, And he was saying that he held ties to people in the government. He 6 9 on everyone. Yeah, and he said that he was kidnapping these girls to uh, put them in a prostitution ring or child trafficking ring. And the, the trial got really sloppy because people were saying that this wasn't true. People were taken on and off the case. There were two girls in the basement, and the policemen apparently didn't hear their screams, but somebody else did that was with them. It, it was very, it's very suspicious of the government. It's very, it stinks of corruption. It stinks of corruption. It was very, very sad. Um, there were a lot of girls, some girls, some of the victims survived, and um, unfortunately some of them did not. It's a very sad story. It's a very scary story. Um, and, you know, who knows? Just some of the information that came out, it's like, who knows how far this goes? child trafficking wise like no one's gonna own up to it so you can't 
you're never gonna you're know never gonna know quite how extensive it is yeah so that one was very interesting but very very sad and dad had us do this one because he thought it related to jeff epstein because mm-hmm. it was similar not that they were related but very similar cases mm-hmm. very suspicious child trafficking involved yes. a lot of corruption yes so the next episode um was number 53 and i did this story on elizabeth bathory elizabeth bathory was a countess who uh who her family was from transylvania and she was the niece of vlad the impaler which tells you a lot about how her upbringing involved a lot of and very violent um teachings she also knew spoke multiple languages and had a really good education i'm just gonna say she was very well-rounded but uh overall the countess uh decided she was kind of bored and also she um she suffered from these seizures since her childhood and one of the cures that people uh back then thought would work is that you take a person who doesn't have seizures and you drink some of their blood yeah and then she took it a little too far and she's like oh well if i if they'll stop me from having seizures maybe they'll make me feel youthful and then she opened a boarding school and may or may not have killed a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> Some of her totals of how many young girls that she killed through this facade of an etiquette school, the numbers reach up into the 600s before she was caught. Uh, and some people believe that she may have a bigger influence on um, the basis for the tale of Count Dracula. Yeah. Her as well as her uncle, Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. But this story also was inspired because we, one of the scariest movies we ever saw as children was mm-hmm. called Stay Alive. And she's in that movie. Not her personally, but it revolves around the idea of her. <laughs> right. And then also um, when we did the story of Bloody Mary. Yes. This one, could be an inspiration for Bloody Mary. Right. One of the origin stories for Bloody Mary is that it could be based on Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. Whose name is not Mary and I don't understand. <laughs> and I don't understand. It's an alias. But this was one of the story, one of those stories that I started to write a hundred times and then I decided not to because it freaked me out. Yeah, it's creepy. Scars from our childhood. We watched Stay Alive again. It wasn't as creepy, but I I liked it the second time. Like, I would watch again. I'd watch it again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, the next episode that we did, I decided to take a little twist. And we did famous bank heists. We talked about the first official bank heist at the Bank of Pennsylvania in Carpenter's Hall. A man was thrown in jail who was innocent and then he wrote a book that was titled Narrative of Patrick Leon who suffered three months severe imprisonment in Philadelphia go on merrily a a vague suspicion of being concerned in a robbery of the Bank of Pennsylvania with his remarks thereon. He made the title so long. He wanted you to know. Uh, but yeah, that one was really interesting. Then we did the Knightsbridge security deposit box robbery, where people went in and stole a bunch of goods out of security deposit boxes, and then the guy essentially got captured because he couldn't leave his Ferrari alone. He left. He fled he to Latin America, then he came back to England to get his Ferrari. Couldn't leave Guy Ferrari alone. Can any of us? <laughs> <laughs> Could you? No, I don't blame him at all. Um, and then we also discuss the Dunbar armed robbery which I think these people were geniuses it was an inside job 
And the man did his research and knew what he was doing. I can't believe they got caught. That was just... Yep. Well, they got caught because somebody was being stupid. They got caught years later because of a dumb mistake. And also we talked about my own personal experiences where my very first job I ever had... Got robbed. On my very first day, I was a bank teller and we got robbed. You You got robbed. You got robbed. Couldn't get worse, so I went back the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, um, I liked that episode a lot. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was fun. Partially from personal experience. Some of these people were just so, like, I hate to give them credit, but gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah. These people are smart. They're real smart. They're smart. Like, Mm -hmm. they they know what they're doing. Yeah. Except when you come back for the Ferrari. But they know what they're doing. He got cocky. He got cocky. He got cocky. The next episode was The Mysterious Disappearance of Pauline Picard. Now, this was wild to me. I hadn't heard of this before, but uh, Pauline was a two-year-old girl who lived in Brittany, France with her parents and a bunch of other siblings, and she didn't come inside one day for dinner, and her parents looked everywhere for her all over their farm, and they couldn't find her. A few weeks later, a young girl turned up matching her description like 300 miles away in um, Normandy, France. And they went and collected her. And they're like, oh, it's our daughter. Even though she didn't speak the same dialect as them and didn't know what they were saying. She didn't look excited to see them. As you would if you were seeing your parents and you're a two-year-old child. (laughs) story is wild. And eventually, do you know, she started getting used to her surroundings and started picking back up on the words and they're like oh it is her and then a man comes to their house one of their neighbors and says are you sure that's your daughter and before they can answer he goes dear god i'm sorry i'm guilty and runs away and then nothing happens to him he went to the asylum he wasn't even questioned no what what? I know. It was frustrating. And then... And then it, I was like, oh, yeah. Th- I mean, I guess they wouldn't question him. It's the 1600s. And you're like, this was in 1962. I was like, what? Yeah, this was way too recent. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it was way too recent for this to have been handled this way. But a while later, some skeletal remains of a young girl in the clothes matching Pauline's uh, description of what she disappeared in were found... Next to another body. Next to the skull of a full-grown man. And the skull was never identified, (laughs) and they buried the remains of the little girl after they confirmed it was Pauline. And then the little girl they'd been housing... They just got rid of her! (laughs) They just sent her back to an orphanage. It was horrible. It's terrible. Overall, 10 out of 10. Would recommend, but wouldn't recommend. But wouldn't be happy about (laughs) it. Wouldn't be happy, but I'm not happy about it. Number 56 was another episode with our parents on. Dad said it was his favorite to listen to. It's about the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect occurred when a lady thought that Nelson Mandela had died in prison when, in fact, he didn't. And a bunch of people thought she was right. So it's basically like we can't remember things right. Is it because we're all dumb? Or is it because there's alternate realities that are getting mixed in with our own? Did the Monopoly man have a monocle or not? What color is chartreuse? How do you spell Fruit Loops? Will the world ever know? Berenstein or Berenstein? Berenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a fun game to play. I really liked that one because it was fun. If you are into playing along with your podcast, I highly suggest you listen to that one. Even yeah. if you're not, you know, I learned some things that I didn't realize I 
misunderstood. I didn't know chartreuse <laughs> was actually green is what we're trying I'm to say. I'm mad about that <laughs> still. And it's not a black and blue versus white and gold dress thing. It's the color chartreuse is green. green not pink. And we all thought it was pink. Carly knew it was green though. Well, you know, you know. Some people are smarter than me. Yeah. A lot of people are smarter than me. Well. <laughs> well. And then our latest episode prior to this one was The Horrors of Sloss Furnaces. I did this on the very haunted location in Birmingham, Alabama, which is a furnace that made pig iron in the late 1800s and all the way up through 1971. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. During this time, 60 people lost their lives at Sloss Furnaces because of the horrible working conditions. 47 of those 60 people died under the watch of James Slag Wormwood. Caitlin never did get his name right. Towards (laughs) the end, it was purposeful because he's a horrible person. He's a terrible person. person. Woodwood's a terrible person. (laughs) He would just drive his workers way too hard and make their job even more risky than it already was and ultimately he did push some people into the furnace well and now they think that he could potentially be haunting the very site because he ran he either accidentally fell into one of the tallest furnaces or his workers got tired of it i mean he deserved it they probably took him up there and threw him in because they were tired of his what's his name wormwood wormwood Reminds me of Wormtail from Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. Woodwood. Me. (laughs) But we specifically talked about it because there have been attacks Mm -hmm. by an entity specifically on October 4th. Mm -hmm. Which is when he supposedly was killed. Yeah. There's been several attacks on people during that By an invisible creature or entity person. Well, some of them say they've seen him and then they've been attacked. And Mm. some people say they didn't see anything and then they were attacked. But regardless, uh, after we... Regardless, they were attacked. They were attacked. (laughs) They were hospitalized. After we recorded that episode, I realized that after some more research, that his name being Slag uh, was purposeful nicknamed by the workers because Slag is a waste product when you're making iron. Woodwood was a waste product. He was a waste product. I'm going to go there. And I'm being nice. On October 4th of next year, I'm going to call him out. But it was a fun episode to talk about. It's one of the most haunted places in America. Fascinating story. It was good. I like that story. Some of our stories tend to lean very heavy on the history, but I think that's why I like it so much. That one had to be that way. I feel like I'm getting smarter while also getting creeped out. Although you said it was a furnace... And I thought you meant they were making furnaces and you way to stop the whole production. So to say I'm getting smarter. She thought they were manufacturing furnaces, but they were using furnaces to manufacture pig iron. Which we don't really know what it is. I'm learning though. You gotta give me credit. We concluded that pig iron was iron that was put into pig-shaped molds. Molds. Yeah, because I I don't think it's true, but. (laughs) Anyway, we've talked too long about pig iron. (laughs) (laughs) this episode has been super long and we apologize for that but also you know it's fun to look back yeah what what has been your favorite episode to record and discuss gosh i i don't even know top three uh i love the mothman just because i love the mothman yeah i think that the lizard man will always hold a special place in my heart yes true because it was our first one 
And then I would like to say collectively our Christmas series. The Christmas series was very good. I'm not going to lie. Those ones were fun. I've said this before. I like the cryptids, legends, myths Mm -hmm. more. So I really liked those that we did. Um, I think my favorite episodes were, I always remember Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. But I think that's because it was the first one. He'll always be number one. He'll always be number one. I like Bloody Mary, but I think that is because it was really fun to do the videos. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the Christmas stuff. I don't know. Listen, I'm biased. I like them all. I can't pick a favorite, I don't think. I know. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. They're also different, too. Yeah. Even if you didn't write in to tell us what episode was your favorite prior to this, you can still give us a shout out. Or if you have suggestions for upcoming episodes, we love to hear them. Mm-hmm. Clearly, a lot of the ideas that we get are from listener yeah. suggestions, so we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for joining us and being here, you know, even if, if it's for one episode or if you've been here since the beginning. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, and we've had a lot of fun for the past year. Hopefully Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll. Do it for at least one more. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's all you're getting out of us. We gotta try to make it, take it one year at a time after this, after this Hopefully year. Hopefully we make it till January. <laughs> no, Halloween Eve is on a Saturday and it's a full moon, so we're supposed to light the black flame candle. A virgin has to light the black flame candle and the Sanderson sisters will fix it all. They'll fix it, or they'll be the last (laughs) worst thing to come out of 2020. Either way. (laughs) Hey, at least it'll spice up quarantine a little bit, right? Either way, it'll be a whole new world. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Bug and Rug, Twitter, and Instagram at BIAR Podcast. Bugandarug.podbean.com is where all of our resources are. And if you go there, you will also find links to our Twitter and our Facebook and our Instagram and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. If you ever want to email us, that is podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thanks, guys. I guess it's time to go. Happy, it's been good reminiscing. Happy one-year anniversary to you and to us. And to us. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> what did we say it was? What's the... It's the what episode? It's the chill episode. Happy chill anniversary. <laughs> it's like, what are you Happy chill anniversary. <laughs> All right. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight. <laughs>